This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'm Stamford Chidge and you're listening to the Chelsea Fancast. Kind of. Welcome to a brand new Chelsea Fancast series to keep you entertained on a Friday evening while there's no actual football to talk about. One of the things we've always wanted to do is to talk in depth about how all of us on the Chelsea Fancast became Chelsea supporters, what our first match was, our favourite matches and players and our best and worst moments following Chelsea for some of us over 50 years. It's been a roller coaster of glorious unpredictability, with apologies to Mark Worrell, and it has most definitely been emotional. Welcome to My Chelsea by the Chelsea Fancast. So, Jonathan Kidd, uh, my partner in crime on the on the Chelsea Fancast, and uh, somebody who I, I know the answers to most of these questions, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't, and I'm actually really looking forward to this, because you're so old... You go back so far in terms of Chelsea's history. So there you, you go. Say, hang on, what? Would say that again, would you? Put your ear trumpet in, love. Oh, yes, sir, I will. Yeah, hang on. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's better, thanks. Yeah. Anyway, in, in all seriousness, mate, um, the first question, obviously, is is how, how did you become a Chelsea fan? Well, uh, my father was uh, an actor called Sam Kidd, who was, uh, uh, in fact, I'm attempting to edit his autobiography, uh, at the moment, which I found him in Mum's Loft. And uh, I've, I've consequently been watching all these films in the 50s that obviously I never saw because I, I was uh, um, alive at the latter end of the 50s and uh, not in the middle. And some of them he's fantastic in, but he was, he was I'd say so, talking about my dad, but uh, I've never seen him. But he was, um, uh, he used to go and watch Chelsea and Fulham, as you did in that era in the 50s, um, because you didn't go away. Uh, and also one of the other lures for the whole thing was that he would s- sit, stand, I should say, in the enclosure at Fulham uh, where all the actors congregated and they all had lots of information about what was on. So uh, um, he became a kind of Chelsea and Fulham fan, except he had a, uh, a season ticket at, uh, in the old East stand um, at Stamford Bridge. And what was, um, uh, what was fun, he said at Fulham, was that uh, they'd, all the actors would, would 
pass information one to the other. And uh, and then Tommy Trinder, who was a great comic of the period, would appear, and they'd all go and have a drink. In the shall, uh, shall I do you now, sir? And uh, and is that was that one of his phrases? I don't know. I plucked that one out of the air, hoping it might have been right. <laughs> I don't think it is actually. I don't think it I is. can't remember what was I his catchphrase. It was. Uh, it wasn't Hello Playmates. That was Arthur Askew. Yes. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was all. It's all Cockney stuff anyway. When it hello, darling. It was all lovely. Uh, I've got to find this out. Carry on talking, and I'll Google you must, it. You find it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I should know actually. I'm, I'm doing his book. But um, at the period, it was like watching Chelsea apparently. Um, uh, so I've discovered was that they were such chums that um, they used to play dear old pals, jolly old pals at the end of the game because nearly half the support was from was from. Uh, from Stamford Bridge because they just all moved one end to the other and also all the Fulham fans watched Chelsea the following week so there was none of the hatred that there is nowadays and there's none of the uh, um, the uh, Fulham we are Fulham we are Fulham Fulham FC Chelsea which uh, they have in their their song opening song now in the same way that we do with the the Tottenham team you know? <sighs> oh, hateful hateful stuff but, um, anyway but anyway he um, uh, uh, he used to take me to both Fulham and and um, Chelsea when I was about five and six and seven. But in, originally, he'd taken me to Stamford Bridge um, to babys- babysit, well, to give my, to, to allow my mother to survive because apparently I hardly ever slept and so she was exhausted. So I, I actually watched a game, I think in about 1955 when I was about 10 months old. So that'd be about March 55. I would love it that I was there when they won the title, but I don't think I was. I know that subsequently, uh, I think the rumour was that he actually handed me for a bit to one of the bar staff, but um, I'm not convinced who, who gave me a bit of scotch to quiet me down because I, uh, I was crying a lot. Um, but um, uh, yes, yeah, so uh, uh, I watched, I saw all, apparently I saw lots of Jimmy Greaves, who was my favourite player of the period, but I, I obviously can't remember any of the goals. I remember he scored four, four several times and I was definitely at the Nottingham Forest game because my dad told me about that when he scored four and that was his last game and he was hoisted on everybody's shoulders but um but yeah he uh he had a bit of a problem in that he but through taking me to Fulham and Queen's Park Rangers I of course flirted with the idea of being Queen's Park Rangers or uh, or a Fulham fan particularly <gasps> since I liked the blue and white hoops but it, he pointed out that they were in the third division at the time which didn't appeal to me being um, um competitive and um I didn't quite want the uh the feeling that I would constantly be supporting somebody who was in the lower divisions. So I watched Fulham for a bit, but to my horror, in 1960, Wolves won the FA Cup. And of course, you tend as a child to be influenced by the most successful sides. So um, uh, I somehow managed to contrive to get hold of a Wolves shirt. And I've got pictures of me in this Wolves shirt, age six, six and seven, six and a half. And uh, I'm ashamed of them. But anyway, after a bit, um, uh, I decided that, uh, um, I don't know what happened. When I was seven, um, I decided that Chelsea were the team for me, um, despite having seen an enormous amount for a period with my dad. Um, and on his lap most of the time. I think it got a bit embarrassing when I think I was a little bit too big to go over the turnstile. I think it's all right when you're three or four. You can actually sit on somebody's lap. But um, when you're getting a bit more chunky, I think you get in the way a bit. So I fear that I went to one of the games and just sat in the bar area. Not, not, I don't even think I was allowed to do that. But and peered. I remember you could peer over there through the windows watch the game. But um, um, uh, so that was uh, that was a yeah. When I was eight, I then ended up specifically watching the end of the because that season, as we've talked about in the past on the show, was um, uh, the 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 great freeze up, nineteen sixty two sixty three. 
So there wasn't any football for a period. So they crammed as many games as they could in at the end of the season. And the last one was Chelsea-Portsmouth. And Chelsea had to win it to get promoted. I think Sunderland were ahead of them and they had to finish to finish second. I can't remember the other team that they were fighting with at the Stoke. time. Stoke. You're absolutely right. Stoke City, Stoke. Stanley Matthews. Absolutely, absolutely right it was. And they had to beat Portsmouth. And um, uh, similar to the 8-0 thrashing of Wigan when we had to win the title, um, uh, we won 7-0. And uh, I remember Tambling got, uh, it was one of my favourite players of the period, um, uh, he got four goals. And uh, my, my, weirdly, I, I have this memory of um, the, uh, one of the midfield players, uh, but they weren't called midfield. They were called um, inside left and inside right. And in fact, I think he was, he maybe had been a halfback. I don't know, I can't remember. But they're called Frank Upton, huge bloke. Scored a goal from practically the halfway line. In my head it is. I don't know if it actually happened. But he was offside. Uh, they, he wasn't offside. The, the players in front of him hadn't come back because he just had a sort of snapshot because they were so in charge of the game that they tried to score from anywhere. I remember that Jimmy Dickinson played for Portsmouth. who was Jimmy Dickinson? Yeah, who scored, who scored, who had the most appearances of anybody in, um, in um, the Football League, I think ever, 726 or something. He's a real legend down there because, you know, my dad, my dad was a Portsmouth, Portsmouth fan. fan. Yeah. I mean, he, he wouldn't, you know, because I, I don't think, you know, people went away like they do now. But uh, dad was definitely, he definitely would have been, he would have, because, I mean, let me just think, he would have been about 20 in 62, 63. Right. And I know he used to go to Portsmouth they didn't go time. to Portsmouth and Southampton. Uh, no, God, no, 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 no. There was, was still the hatred then, was there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he would have he would have seen Jimmy Dickinson play. But should I tell you what the team was? Because I think it would be quite interesting to know. No, no, can I can I try and remember? Well, you, have you got it? Well, go you, no, you, no, you, no, you go no. on go on go on can go I, on. Can I try and remember? Yeah, yeah. Do it, do um, it, do it. Uh, was Frank Blunston playing? He was. Yeah. Um, uh, was Derek Kevin playing? It was his last match ever yeah, for Chelsea. Well, yeah, because he'd been so dreadful. He hadn't scored any goals. He scored that day. They scored he, the he first. Did. He yeah, did. Yeah. He did. But then he went um, He went to Everton, I think, from there and just scored a hatful. They played, wow. a, they played a completely different way because this is Doherty playing more push and run. Um, uh, Go from the back. Um, uh, Mortimer. Yeah. Uh, Benetti. Yeah. Uh, Shelato. Yeah. Um, uh, Alan Harris. No. Ron Harris. Yes. Uh, knew there was a Harris playing. Um, this is this is actually off, completely off the top of my head. I, lo- I haven't looked at this team at all. Um, uh, oh, 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 Venables? Yep. Um, how many have I got? How many am I missing? Um, uh, so we've got Tambling. Um, uh, one. One, one missing left. one. Yeah. Um, uh, no, Barry, two, two, two left. Did Barry Sorry. Bridges come on? No. Nope. No, I don't think he was uh, into the team then. No yeah. subs, of course. Oh, and Frank Upton, of course. You said him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No subs, no. Um, uh, Murray. Burt wasn't playing. No. Uh, Ruby. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, no, you got me. Who else? Tell me. Tell me. I'll tell you the entire side. Right. I'll go from the from from the goalkeeper. Uh, Peter Bonetti, Ken Shilito, Eddie McCready. Ah, Wow. Yep, early. Oh, wow. Yeah, early. Yeah, very early. Absolutely. Very early. Terry Venables, yeah. who I would imagine. No, actually, he wasn't. But Terry Venables, John Mortimer, Ron Harris, Frank Bluntstone, Derek Kevin, Frank Upton, to- Tommy Harmer. Oh goodness, yes, of course. And he'd scored the the goal against Sunderland, as he put it off his 
I think it, it offers Darby Kelly, he called it in the interview, I remember. Which his belly. His, which was his belly. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the Sunderland game, which they won 1-0, of course, the week before to put them in contention. Because they did that thing of being completely in charge of the whole uh, of, of the whole division. They won everything. And then uh, uh, immediately, I think the the um, the freeze finished, they just lost everything. So this was a kind of clinging on to what they had before. And they suddenly needed to win these last games. In a kind of very typical Chelsea way, I have to oh, say. Oh, yeah. Absolutely typical of the period. Now, the last one, of course, was the captain of the time, which was Bobby Tambling. Oh, no, I mentioned him. I mentioned did you? Him. Okay, well, there we go. Four. I told you he, he did. Four. He did. Uh, Kevin, Kevin scored after two minutes. Bobby Tambling scored on 15 minutes, 30 minutes and 48 minutes. So he had a hat-trick inside half an hour. Yeah. Blunston, uh, 60 minutes. Venables got a penalty on 65 minutes. And then Bobby Tambling got his fourth on 77 minutes. And the attendance at Stamford Bridge... 52,000. Um, 54,558. right. Almost Not bad. Not and it was, bad. and here's the other thing, J.K., which yeah. surprised me yeah. when I when I looked into this. It was played on Tuesday, the twenty first of May, at nine at, at seven thirty. An evening kickoff. Yes, yes, floodlights. I remember going for that. Yeah. yeah. And I sat in my dad's seat, so uh, I was in the east stand. I was eight. And I'd gone on my own. Wow. You did, you did in those days. You got wow. the down there. Yeah. I got, Fantastic. I got, I got, a, got a twenty-seven. Which went all the way down the North End Road. How about that? that. Yeah. And and of course Chelsea are in the second division at the time, and that yeah. match pretty much sealed their promotion back up to the big time. Because of course, just to set this into the context for people, obviously we won the league title, our first league title in 1955, with uh, Drake, uh, Ted Drake, the manager, and Roy Bentley, of course, the captain. And we did all right. We had Greavesy in there. And then the team basically all fell apart, didn't it, towards the late 50s, early 60s. They got relegated. Drake got the boot. Doherty, who had been playing for us, became the manager, second division. And this is the beginnings, really, of Doherty's diamonds, isn't it? And he brought the, the Ute in. He brought all he the did. Ute team in, which, of course, had been immensely successful at the time. So uh, um, Venables and Harris and uh, uh, Bonetti as well had played, hadn't he? And... Um, had Shelato been in the youth side? I think he had it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. He, in the same way, he integrated him into the side, and they all uh, they all started playing wonderfully. Tambling was youth as well, of course. He was. Yeah. Yeah. He joined as a fifteen-year-old. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, these players. Dick Foss, wasn't Dick Foss the youth? Manager, he youth. he might have been. Harry Medhurst uh, was the uh, he was the ex goalkeeper known as the trainer. The, he, was. he was the known as the trainer. I mean, if he you wore a brown coat, did you know that when he came on? Well, I didn't know that because I, yeah. I wasn't born until 1965. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, look, this is a good shout out, actually, for anybody who's interested in this kind of stuff, because there, there, there's a fantastic go the go to website for Chelsea fans wanting to, you know, look up the stats of all these things is boundafriedale.co.uk, boundafriedale. And actually, they have pictures. I mean, I sent you the email, didn't I? And there's actually a, a photograph of the of the program from the night. Did you see that? No, I haven't looked at that. Oh, mate, you should have a look I've, at it. I've still got it, Chidge. Yeah, well, I thought that's why I put it in the in the in the stuff I sent you because oh. I thought you'll love that. But there's also what I didn't send you was the picture of that squad from sixty two sixty three with yeah. very youthful looking. Uh, Eddie McCready and Terry Venables and and Bobby Tambling. But Harry Medhurst has got a white a white lab coat. Oh, that's what is it? Oh, actually, no, you're right. It's the white lab coat. It was the the brown lab coat was the bloke who um, 
served the teas when I was Stamford. That's right. Mate, I got I got to share. This has got bugger all to do with football, but is but is so you and I. It's not true. But you know, the first job I ever had, right? And I was twenty one, left university, eighty seven. Yes. I worked at Colour Film Services, who were based in uh, just off Baker Street and uh, and Perryvale, and uh, I was just a, a horrible, snotty nosed, brash uh, salesperson, much the same as I am now, obviously. But were you very successful? Uh, no, I, I I think I, I, I they tried to fire me loads of times uh, for being obnoxious, but because it was a lab and it had been created in in the just after the war by the chairman. Uh, and of course, they were all very technical. You know, they were technical people, and there were lots of people who were wandering around in white lab coats because it was—it was a film laboratory, so white lab coats. But there were people who had brown lab coats. But it was like a scene. It was like like Star Trek. It was a pecking order. You know, if you had a white lab coat, you were like a scientist. Right. If you had a brown one, you were just a grunt, really. Just, yeah, that's, I think that was the same at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, there the you guy, go. The guy serving the tea wore the brown one. But uh, also, you, you, they'd even do that in recording studios, didn't they? Yeah, you, you yeah. Pictures of uh, the Beatles had early recordings, and they're wearing, <laughs> they're wearing all the engineers are wearing white lab yeah. coats. So there you go. Yeah. Now, you've mentioned some great players from that era, and I, I often think that your, your, you know, heroes that stay with you for life, actually, are the ones that you first see playing. And I, I know for a fact that some of the team that we've just talked about there stayed with you, didn't they, in terms of their hero-ness? Completely. completely. Uh, uh, Venables, for example, I thought was a wonderful player. And um, uh, there was a kind of... Um, we tried to impersonate him. He had a specific style, which he would also... He would turn around and stick his bum into people when he was holding onto the balls. We tried to do that in the playground, be, be Venables. And he would point in a specific way, be very... very uh, um, uh, his, his centre of balance was very good just for holding people off we all tried to do that and then everybody would just kick the ball through your legs so you failed miserably but uh, um, but he was he, he was a he, he was a very good player indeed and in fact when Doherty somehow managed to get them all to you know they had there was the Blackpool incident where they all went out and he, then he uh, they went um, um, past their curfew and he then chose a, 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 a youth a reserve side to play in the game thus losing the opportunity to win the league Um was so hurtful when you're little it was even more hurtful I did you cry used to it no i didn't cry actually i was just i was upset and uh, um, my dad was upset as well we were both upset because it was such a wonderful team um there was such energy about them and doherty was playing a different style of football that's why kevin didn't really work within the setup because he it's weird it's actually similar to the kind of Giroud setup at the moment kevin was much more of a um uh, a target man to hold the ball up and it's interesting to see how Giroud has evolved into now into something which what a shame we're not going to see this with this momentum that, that he that uh, Frank has created with Giroud playing that role as a target man but yeah Kevin was was which just didn't fit into the style that Doherty was playing which was much swifter which um which Tambling fitted in absolutely perfectly I think actually he put Kevin in that side the Portsmouth side to change it around a bit as well I read once upon a time because um, uh, uh, they weren't playing as well. And he almost went back in the same way that Frank did to playing somebody who could hold the ball up a bit more for them. And they were rewarded, and you mentioned the two minutes, by the, by the goal. I remember it happening now, weirdly, back in the recesses of my mind. Because I remember everybody saying, oh, he's not supposed to score, he's not any good, Kevin. And there he was scoring after two minutes. And of course, they wore those lovely um, blue shirts with the round collars, with just the blue and white collar at a little... A little um, 
how do you describe it? It was blue, like a crew. It's white. like a crew neck, isn't it? Yeah, cr- but with blue, white, blue, white in it. Yeah, it yeah. Like I've got, a, I've got, I've got the. Yeah, and, I've got one with, of those. And with the white shorts, yeah. you didn't yeah. have anything on the shorts. White shorts, and the socks were uh, blue with those two white rings at the top. Very iconic period, um, uh, and also the, the 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 shirts as well. That the on the sleeves had the same pattern as the collar repeated on the on the on the cuffs. Yeah. So. Uh, so, I've got a Bobby Tambling one of those, number eight on the back. Brilliant, brilliant, yeah. Lovely shirts, and lovely badge as well. And the following year, of course, was when they started with the blue, blue, white. Yeah. Uh, that was the 63-64 season. When they were back, the very first game was West Ham, and it was nil-nil. And I attended, and I've got a little bit of film footage of that that my dad took. No I've way. Got, I've got me, yeah, I've got me rattle, and I've got a light blue, I don't know why, I was wearing a Manchester City blue tracksuit with all those little stars with faces in, you know, they're all, all over my tracksuit. And uh, and on my hat as well, on my little blue <laughs> and black pom-pom. And actually, looking back, I'm surprised people didn't, um, you know, tell me where to go. I stood in the shed and waved my rattle. Wow, That's unbelievable. Because my dad had come to see the, uh, obviously was sitting in the East Stand. But okay. Yeah, so, so that was the uh, the basis. It was a great side, that Doherty side. Well, I mean, you mentioned Terry Venables, who, yeah. I, 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 sadly, I, I didn't really... Come, become aware of Terry Venables until the 70s when of course you know he'd left Chelsea long before that to the dreaded Spurs of course but I was always very fond of Venables and and I, I, I got to interview him actually uh, not that long ago which was a lovely moment because uh, he, he was long a long time a, a kind of a hero of mine because I think he's just a bright coach apart from anything else and I loved his pizzazz oh, and a bright chap I find out I met him at a, in a restaurant when on an away trip and he was just um I think it actually was before the semi-final against PSG, which of course we lost through to the madness of Ranieri. Um, uh, and he was charming. And I remember, I mentioned, in fact, one of my favourite games, I mentioned the free kick against Roma. When oh. we, won, we won 4-1. And he absolutely crinkled. He went, oh, God, I'm glad you like that. I said, I was so I was little, but it stayed in my memory. I loved it. Um, it stayed in my memory to such an extent that I can't remember which version I've got in my head now because I, I thought that he'd chipped it one side. Uh, I thought he'd, chip, he'd and then run back into the middle to receive it. But somebody's actually said, no, it was a different free kick completely. So I don't know where I've got that from. All I've left, it's bizarre, all that's left me with is the fact that he, it was something they'd worked out on the, pl- on the, on the playground, on the training field, and it worked perfectly. And he'd walked it into the net. And uh, the joy to actually beat, there was a kind of, status any italian club was wonderful in that period so to beat roma 4-1 wow uh, that was completely superb away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com Cheech. jk in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. 
They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Um, Yeah, well, I mean, you you talk about that. I mean, you've got... I mean, just to kind of give people into an insight about how much I cheat... You know, we did do some research on this, and the list you sent me of your favourite matches is—it's almost—it reads like a Rick Glanville book. Actually, you've got so many, but you do mention the Roma match, yeah. which was what—it was '64, wasn't it? But what are, what other kind of, you know, favourite matches do you have from um, a, a well, long time supporting Chelsea? Obviously, the four-two against Liverpool, one of the greats, uh, coming back from two-nil, and Mark Hughes, wonderful player, wonderful, wonderful player. Um, uh, uh, frequently using the dark arts, of course, but the uh, the aggression and desire for the ball was something that uh, I've rarely seen in any other player, actually. I think Costa pro- pro- possibly shared that kind of bullish attitude towards... Drogba, getting, maybe? ...and getting the ball. No, weirdly, he was more cultured in comparison for me. Mm. Um, uh, slightly more... Uh, I, I don't know, it's, it, it's it, less... Less slightly less pugnacious than both Costa and um, and Hughes, who seem to thrive on that kind of duffing the centre half up to such an extent that some referees wouldn't tolerate it. And the second he went into a challenge, Hughes, there's some games he'd he'd never ever he'd be penalised every single time he went for the ball, Hughes, and you'd be in despair because the referee clearly had it in for him, which you never had with Drogba. Drogba was always getting the ball. Um, I don't know, just skillfully by his presence. I don't know, just something. He, they weren't as 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 large and um, almost feral as as Drogba, both Costa and he. But he was one of my favourite players. The goal against Vicenza will always be a fantastic goal for me when he headed the ball, um, uh, checked the ball with a header over the fullback, and then just volleyed it into the corner. Completely phenomenal skill. Um, uh, but yeah, the the four two coming back where Hughes scored and Viali scored and Zola scored. We, we were so convinced that 2-0 down, we were never going to, to win. Um, and, of course, we came back and then ultimately won the FA Cup that uh, that year, didn't we? So We did. Uh, I, the that, re- that was similarly one of the great experiences. Well, it was actually afterwards. Weirdly, I, it was almost as if you just... The fact that they beat Borough, you know, you're going, OK, I never thought they were great, Borough. I thought we'd win. They were Not that it was inevitable. I, I went thinking anything could happen, it being Chelsea, but... Um, I thought we were likely to win, and uh, uh, and when we did, the actual the the significance of it completely got to me because um, when the cup was paraded round the following day, I got so emotional I had to go and hide behind a hedge because um, it was blubbing blubbing so much. No, Thank you, Jonathan. You're a man. Come on now, stop yeah, this. Stop this but, don't but, but I couldn't because it was it was all the years of of unachievement since the 70s and of course i was at old trafford with my dad which was a great experience as well 
Um, in 70. In the, yeah, 70, just because Leeds was such a hated side. I mean, I can't really tell you. Uh, it's difficult to, 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 to express the, the... You can hate sides because you don't like their smugness or their arrogance, but to actually hate a side because all they did was duff you up was something that nobody in the modern modern world would appreciate. You hate Burnley. You hated Leeds. Yeah, similar to Burnley. Yeah, there's a kind of but 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 even but they were very skillful and it was all yeah. absolutely worked out by Revy, the manager. It was there was a um, a policy you could see they would find players to to get early on and uh, it was so obvious. This is why I was b- bemused by the referees <laughs> never clocking it. And also there's different kind of refereeing in those at that age as well because referees they played the diagonal all the time which is what they do but they'd end up standing spending a lot of time standing in the center circle and and giving people you know they'd go up and wag a finger when somebody had smashed the other one in the face with a boot you know it was just um, uh, it was almost as if there was this it's a man's world play on play on attitude towards it so i mean utterly i mean just have to look at the um the uh, the game at Wembley uh, and even the game at the Old Trafford to see look look at a rerun of it to see the number of dreadful fouls be that the referee did nothing about. I think Eddie McCready doesn't he kick um, Billy Bremner in the head at one stage in that. Yeah, but I think he was going for a ball on the floor though. To be fair, <laughs> you know, Billy wasn't yeah. very tall, was he? he? Wasn't very tall. It was, look, but, but but yeah, but it was um, that was they were that was a one that was yes. So actually beating them was unbelievably significant. And also we hadn't won anything in that no. at all, and we should have won it under that under Doherty. We should have won, and we'd lost. Well, we won, we won, we won that League seven. Cup. We won, we the, won the League Cup. Cup. Well, that, but that was to me that was an example of what we should have been winning. We should have been winning more trophies with that side. You mustn't forget Johnny Boyle was one of my favourite players in that period as well, and of course George Graham, who. Subsequently, went to swap for Baldwin, and everybody went. Oh, it was a good swap for me. Graham was was called Stroller for absolute reasons. He was just class beyond belief. George Graham, wonderful header of the ball, wonderful, um, utterly skillful, skillful player, just absolutely superb player. Um, so you had a, a group of players. You just think, oh, they're great. All these players are just absolutely top notch. And Doherty somehow managed to to chop it apart and he bought Tony Hately for some strange reason. I think Hately had played well against us um, for Villa at the time. And it, it just, in the same way that he had Kevin, it didn't work in the setup. And then they all, whether I think Venables, he didn't like Venables. Venables didn't give in to him enough. Venables always queried things. And it was the same mind with Venables that ended up managing Barcelona. That, that was, as you say, he was a, he was an intelligent, interesting guy. I mean, he wrote, Hazel, didn't he? The TV yeah. series, and he was a singer. Yeah, I don't think he had a hit single or something somewhere. So he was a he was a man of uh, of, of of much interest, much intellect, and he yeah. couldn't actually deal with the dictatorial way. I think that um, possibly Doherty was treating him. Well, battle of egos, I think, yeah. really yeah. was what what yeah. did for it. I mean, look, yeah. you talked about the FA Cup final in nineteen seventy a minute ago, and of course the the great hero of that game and in fact that competition was was Peter Osgood. Peter Osgood yeah. Now you you I I never saw Aussie play for Chelsea. Yeah. I I I kind of even missed his second time, you know, back in 78, but well, he wasn't uh, good. He was Well, possibly good. a good thing that I did, but yeah. uh, I I I don't have many regrets in life at all actually, but I have two. One of them is I never saw Jimmy Greaves play. And secondly, as I never saw Aussie play for Chelsea. So what was what was it like seeing Aussie play? How good was he? He was. You you wanted him to be in every every side, and I remember when he first played. This is in Tim Rolls's book as well, and I remember because I was there. Is that uh, Doherty dropped Bridges 
and everybody chanted for Bridges to come on because Osgood wasn't very good at the beginning. But then, obviously, Osgood is good became the great cry. Um, he he was he was better. He was well. He was more of a striker before he broke his leg. He broke his leg, unfortunately, and when he was just you thought he was on a par with. Uh, with the greats when he first started playing for Chelsea when he was nine when he was I think eighteen and then nineteen um, it was that ability to it, it's accelerating which Hullet had it as well you accelerate and you don't really look as if you're accelerating you're just beating players at will and the, and you're uh, you don't make errors when you shoot you know you're not having you don't come in and it's a nightmare for you you just find the corner of the net it's that kind of um, it's how Chelsea played this season at the beginning. How Abraham played in the first few games, where regard he first found the corner all the time. That blob he did against Southampton was it, where the ball you just think it's gone in. It was that ability that Osgood seemed to have all the time. Um, uh, there was a kind of acceptance. You accepted he was the best player, and you were therefore disappointed if he didn't score. There was a kind of he was he was so so far up there. Um, but at the same time, you wanted uh, um, uh, you wanted Bridges. To, and Bridges was one of my favourite players, and. Uh, he kept him out for a period and he kept tumbling out, if I remember. Um, uh, yeah, it was just, it was a slinkiness and uh, um, and also a, a few of the dark arts as well. He wasn't averse to leaving his foot in, but none of, they were all up to that in that period. You had to, you had to prove to a centre half that you had a presence. You had to, you had to mix it. And of course he then started playing midfield, which just gave, it revealed his skill as being, uh, um, it was, he was, he was, it was just as skillful, but not as um, as snake-like as he'd been when he was uh, playing centre forward. But he was still a uh, uh, top top player. It, it's accuracy of shooting, accuracy of passing, um, great decision making, uh, um, slipping people through, slipping people into into position. And he played, of course, a period with Alan Hudson. It was another brilliant player for Chelsea, and he was only eighteen. His ability to take it, he'd be surrounded by three players. And just nip it out, nip it through. In, in fact, their their part once passing once again was very reminiscent of the way we played at the beginning of the season. This season, very very little situation, you know, back, 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 straight. Everybody getting the ball, everybody anticipating, and um, it was um, it was exhilarating to watch during that period. And that's why it was disappointing that they couldn't when they didn't win win trophies because it just seemed that they 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 they, they so deserved it. They were playing such good football in that period, you know, and you're little and you're constantly going, why, why? I have to say the whole business went once again, going back to it, but the Blackpool thing was, oh, I just couldn't believe what they'd done. How I shoot yourself in the foot like that. Why, why did he do it? Why did he have to be um, so disciplinarian, Doherty, to stop them from, from uh, playing a proper team and it all falling apart? I, I, I don't know what was going on there. I, th- I think you know. I, I, you know, <clears throat> you 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 will probably remember better than me from Tim's book. But my my memory of that is that they that he actually regrets that he regretted how he managed that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a great team there. Listen, old Bean. Yeah. Um, if you were to pick one one Chelsea hero from Hullet. your Hullet. yeah, Hullet. Yeah, yeah. Well, because of what what he what he represented coming into the club, he was kind of the. Um, I know the Colin Pate show. He was saying the Members Cup was like the beginning of things because they won a trophy and it was pushing forwards and success. You thought, well, Chelsea can be successful, but to me, in that period where he got Hoddle in, um, Hoddle was a little bit uh, was was left field. Bates. Well, then you have to actually congratulate Bates as a hero as well for doing that, um, for for having a plan for the club that wanted to elevate them by getting. 
getting, I know it, it was a fantastic coach. He was doing well at Swindon Hoddle, wasn't he? Got him in. And he clearly with his contacts said, well, let's see. Or well, I don't know the story of who, how who got Hullet in, but Hullet in his, in his prime just ran the whole thing. And he had little, he had the wonderful moments of, um, uh, little Johnny Spencer and him pointing to where he wanted Spencer to go and Spencer misunderstanding and going completely the wrong direction. Went down, went down to the dressing room. Practically. Pull yeah. it playing the ball, a wonderful pass to where Spencer should have been. And then pull it doing this wonderfully theatrical, hitting himself on the head of the idiocy of, uh, of, Spencer, but there was a, a complete brilliance about Hullet that I I loved because I was also starved of it. We were starved of that kind of thing because we hadn't seen that kind of football for that kind of player playing for Chelsea for twenty years, for uh, nineteen years at least. Well, know. actually, you know, you you could say ever actually because yeah, remember that Rude Hullet, Rude Hullet, yeah. okay. Very probably, very probably past his prime. There's no doubt yeah, about definitely, that. Definitely, but this yeah. is a guy who who had been, you know, he was the the world's greatest player for a yeah. period of time. Yeah. We'd never seen anything yeah. like that at no, Chelsea. No, no, no. But it was that it was the ability he had to screen the ball to and then carry on running and just beating players whilst looking up all the time. It was the bizarre thing of always looking to want to play players in and just. And standing and looking, and then you'd find. I remember once, I think at, against Wimbledon, he'd he'd um, he'd received the ball just outside the penalty area, and he sort of looked as if he was strolling. He wasn't. It was great pace and skill, and he had big stride. And he got, and he was looking for people and pointing to people. Found himself at the edge of the penalty area, shoots, hits the bar, and you just go, "Oh, you are just a great player. What a great player!" And it was such a shame then that he sort of deteriorated and 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 uh, wanted to be more of a model. As the uh, when the, when the player management stuff, I think he chose himself, didn't he, for the uh, the Arsenal game uh, in the League Cup away and played centre half and was dreadful. We were two nil down, and um, and luckily Hughes scored in the last few minutes to make it two one. Then we beat them back at the Bridge. But uh, by which time he had got the tin tack. He had absolutely right. And Viali, I I always this is one of my favourite Chelsea stories. Before that second leg, uh, Luca. Basically opened up a few bottles of champagne. They had a glass of champagne about a few minutes before they walked on the pitch. Proper chills, that is, mate. I love that. Yeah, completely <laughs> but if, um, in a weird moment, I met. Um, there was a period. I think I've told you this before, but um, Ken Bates used to sell um, director's box tickets. Shows you the kind of club we were at that period. And um, you could buy a director's box ticket for sixty quid and get a trip on the executive coach. And I did that once, being a season ticket holder in the East Stand. And I did that and found myself uh, on a coach thinking there'd be lots of other people on it. But no, the reason he had the tickets, of course, because we were playing Coventry midweek in the League Cup and nobody wanted to go. So it was me, Ken, Colin Hutchinson, Susanna. That was it. I'm thinking, <laughs> what? And he, uh, he, when we won, he got slightly pissed on the way back and he opened up and saying, you know, well, Rude wanted to be a model because he was selling all his stuff in the in the shop, wasn't he? And uh, and that's why I got rid of him. It wasn't working. He wasn't fit enough. And uh, and he had aspirate. He wanted two separate contracts. He wanted a contract for being manager and a contract for being a player, both enormous. And he wouldn't have it. And they were. Um, and that's why he got rid of him because they weren't mm. playing that badly at the time. But it was him inserting himself into the side, as far as I could work out, when he wasn't actually uh, fit enough anymore because the mm. male modelling had taken over. But um, but yeah, because and Bates Bates was wonderful. But uh, very briefly, um, uh, 
uh, I chatted to Susanna, his wife, and just said, you know, how are what, what are you up to? What are you doing? And she said, you're remarkable. She said, you don't want to talk about football. I said, well, I can talk about football, but, you know, you're clearly an interesting woman. Well, let's, 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 um, let's talk about other things. Fashion, talk about, you know, a bit of culture. You know, Handbags. And handbag. Indeed, I was happy to talk about a handbag. If Shoes? In, yeah, yeah, Gucci, yeah, whatever she wanted to talk about. No, no, I don't know. Yeah, I talked about me, me. I was wearing a suit. I had to wear a suit to go along. And um, from then on, because he obviously said to Ken, oh, he's a very nice man. I was known as um, Susanna's actor friend. <laughs> and uh, and he would, I went on several of these and he'd always, I heard him saying, where's Susanna's actor friend gone? And uh, um, and I would say, I'm here, Ken, over here. And uh, and then I'd uh, I'd go in the coach with him. But they were, they were few and far between these things because most of the, he had all this troop of vice presidents, Ken, who would then go to and sit in the director's box with him. I think you all paid a large amount of money to be uh, to be in the director's box at every game and be surrounded and, and he would they would surround Ken but um, yeah I went on a few of those New, it was the f- very f- far away Newcastle I remember going to him and sitting and I always sat next to Gary Straker remember him the uh, the old the uh, yeah, yeah. later the chap who was was dismissed this year the uh, who always greeted everybody I think he was the coordinator for the the players when they came over and um, from foreign climes and he was supposed to be fluent Italian do you remember and he once um, he once uh, interpreted um, Ranieri as uh, um, it's a game of two halves I think and, uh, and Brian Glanville who was in the in the, the press setup who was um, a rather uh, prominent uh, journalist of the time said no he didn't he said the following and then because Brian Glanville was spoke fluent Italian and interpreted everything. So uh, he's, <laughs> brilliant. It, it was, uh, his star wasn't as high as it had been. Um, uh, or, what else did you want to know? Um, well, I, well, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, final kind of three things, really. First of all, worst Chelsea moment. Uh, worst Chelsea moment. Well, um, I was Stamford the Lion, the very first Stamford the Lion, and um, uh, on the very first occasion I did it, I hadn't realised there was a, there were a lot of people didn't want a lion to be in a cost bloke in a costume to be stamping about. And I actually had to get a plan together and give it to the marketing guy about what I would do. And he was quite happy with this. And uh, which meant going out in the costume, which was unbelievably heavy and plastic. And I'd just wear my underpants. I didn't wear, I was naked other than my underpants. It was so hot in there. And I said, right, what I've got to do is to, I know what I'll, I'll go along and I'll, I'll, you didn't know, high fives weren't known. You just shook people's hands. That thing of tapping people, you just didn't do that. You shook hands, went to the shed end waved at all of them, got, you know, who the, who is this character, went to the centre circle, was sworn at by all the West Ham fans. Oh, the fucking hell are you? Bowing to them. Um, came back, uh, kicked the ball into the net, took a ball out, kicked it into the net, celebrated, came back out, shook all the players' hands as they came uh, came out, um, uh, got hold of the young mascot, took him out, presented him to the referee, went back, went back in, um, sweating buckets ran around like a mad thing because my thing was needs to be positive the club weren't doing very well in the second division needs to be positive really uh, aspirational character went into the changing room and funnily enough tea man man in brown lab coat comes in um um is the only person who i see because i when i'm into the i go into the, the side of the dressing room i can't get the costume off no such thing as velcro hooks and eyes i'm stuck wriggling around on the floor trying to get the costume off. I should really have put the head back on and gone back out again and just watched the game, but I didn't. And uh, had to wait till half time for him to come in, just before half time. Man in the brown coat, T, helped me out of the costume. He helps me out of the costume. There's about two minutes left of the uh, of half time. 
um, before half time. I go out into the tunnel. Steward comes up and says, yes. And I say, uh, I've just been the lion. He says, yes, and I'm Rackle Welsh. And he grabs me and escorts me out of the ground. I am thrown out, frog marched and thrown out of the ground. That was one of my worst moments. It then happened again the next match. The third match, I had a pass. But that's, that's, um, that's, um, that's kind of um, um, light-hearted worst Chelsea moments. I think um, my, my uh, really worst Chelsea moments are the 67 Cup final, which we were supposed to win against Tottenham, um, which was really, uh, went with my dad, left slightly early. It was obvious we weren't going to, we were playing dreadfully. Um, Moscow, of course. Moscow. Were you, th- were you there? Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, and at the airport afterwards, sat next to a Man United fan. He said, how do you feel, mate? Oh, God. You know, just, what did he want? A fight? What was he after? Just ignored him. Um, uh, and, um, and also taking an eternity to get out because the Russians are doing all that thing when you're getting onto the plane of looking at your passport as if you as if it will mutate into that of a terrorist or the photograph, you know, or you're not who you say you are, doing that thing they always do, um, which is uh, cliched, but there you are. Um, and uh, uh, what other dreadful um, moments? Um, uh, what have I written there? What did I write there? Well, I, was, well I, I don't know what this one is about, but you say being stuck in a train that was slowly being demolished oh, yeah, around yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was, that's right. That was Sheffield Wednesday in, I think, the Cup. We won 2-1. And I'd very foolishly, with, with my mate, we'd, we'd, um, there was a sort of famous Sheffield Wednesday bit that we'd found ourselves standing in. I don't know why we were there. Uh, something like the, not the cop, their equivalent of the cop. Um, uh, I can't remember what it says. I think it is the cop. Is it the cop there? Yeah. Mm. Well, we were there and when Chelsea scored, a Ghana scored a header. They were playing in the red kit. And we both went, ho, 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 and everybody, and thought, I thought, oh, God, we're going to get beaten up here. God, that was dreadful. We had to suppress it. We then went back on the train, and um, it was a Chelsea special, and it got completely demolished from within. People were just smashing all the windows, and I never quite understood that aspect of it. But as a consequence of that, the police took us into a siding for three hours. And, of course, my mother was beside herself with, uh, with worry as to... Uh, um, where I was and what was happening because I was obviously still living at home. I was a student, and uh, um, but yeah, that was um, that was a that was a, a low moment just uh, experiencing uh, what on earth would the police do it and how we might then end up in prison. I actually thought we'd be in prison, even though we were rather pathetically um, cowering in the corner of our uh, of our um, um, you know they were those seats. They weren't. They were the, they were the little little compartments. You, know, you had your little seats, and I remember there being two very loud um, Italian. Chelsea fans. Let's play like that all the time. Yeah, I love my gun to fucking be here then. I don't know. Who am I going to hit? I want to hit someone. All of that going on. I'm thinking, oh God, well, I'm only little. Help. What am I going to do? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that was, just a, that was just an event rather than a game of football. Um, but uh, who else? What other fo- actual football matches uh, d- depressed me? I think, the, yeah, I think the Blackpool thing was a very, very dreadful though. But any, any game where they've lost always upsets me any guy i just you know I'm, i i want them to win everything every every but in particular if it's you get to a final that really is that's a great low so. well i don't want to depress you any further by dredging up i feel like a psychotherapist here dredging up painful memories from the past so let's say what's your best chelsea moment uh best chelsea moment. well you have to say munich of course you have to say completely yeah. phenomenal but also old trafford absolutely 70 yeah 70 wonderful also once again 
I can't tell you the joy of beating dirty leads. Oh dear, just uh, superb, particularly in a replay, um, particularly in a, a neutral ground because we're at Old Trafford. Driving up with my dad, one of the great, great uh, things to do, see it with your father who's been encouraging you all the time for the, well, the last seven years up to the 70s. Um, uh, uh, Napoli was a great, great game, the 4-1, when it, we looked as if we were down and out and we weren't gonna get through uh, Louise was brilliant in that game. I remember. Um, uh, I think people have been very cruel about Louise, who was who was a terrific player for Chelsea. Um, That's one of my favourites as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, the atmosphere was possibly the best, um, one of the best best I've been ever ever yeah. uh, remember. And the Barcelona game, the the three one where Flo scored. I think Johnson yeah. scored, didn't he as well? Um, just quite and quite, Zola Zola's yeah. free kick. And then yeah. annoyingly, they got that one back at the end, didn't they? Which actually was there. Was that um, um, Figo? Yeah, it was Figo. It was their downfall. It was a free kick, wasn't it? Yeah. It was their downfall because I then was at the the, the, the camp, was it camp Nou. I was there for the replay and we were 2-1 up for a period. We were 2-2 and then we would have won it and then it went to uh, um, extra time and they ultimately <coughs> won 5-1 because uh, they scored three goals. In fact, Zenden scored a goal, didn't he, against us? Yeah. Um, you know what? I I that that um I think it was either Figo or Rivaldo. I can never remember, but whoever scored that, I thought it was Figo. that. I think it was Figo, wasn't it? Yeah. But you know, when that went in, I just knew. I yeah, knew. Yeah, yeah. Now I've heard a great so story. That one, it was, it? wasn't it? But that 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 um that that uh, Camp New return leg. They they all they all had a, 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 you know before the match started. They had those banners with two nil written on it. That's all they needed to win. Yeah. yeah. And I I've heard stories that the entire Chelsea team shat themselves literally before they went on the pitch. They all had they all had the runs. They were that nervous. I've, yeah. I've heard that good authority. But there it, you go. It was, it was the first time we'd been in Europe, wasn't it? Yeah. We got to the quarterfinals. Well, first time we'd been in the Champions the League. Champions League, yeah. I should say. I don't mean, yeah, 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 because yeah, obviously we'd won the. Uh... And the other thing, one of the great games was Stockholm. Of course, I didn't say that. Nineteen ninety-seven, ninety-eight, Stockholm. The, the the joy of winning a European trophy. I know we'd won them, the one in seventy-one, but that was so far away and, and wasn't televised until later on in the evening when you score. That was a kind of, you know, it was an, 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 an add-on, um, the, the Cup Winners' Cup victory of 71. But uh, the, 90, the 98 one with Zola scoring, he hadn't been playing very well. He'd come on as a substitute and hit that. After, was it uh, Dennis Wise pass, if I remember rightly? Yep. And, yep. Um, uh, and, and larruped it into the corner. But it was the also the joy in that, as what I had at Munich as well, was... The joy of all the fans afterwards when you win a European trophy and you've gone miles away to, 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 to watch it and, you know, you're in a, um, uh, you're probably not in a very expensive hotel. It's a one-star hotel. You're just there to, to, to watch the just game. Just there for the Chelsea, you're there, mate. You're there entirely for the Chelsea. And the camaraderie of everybody afterwards was just phenomenal in the streets afterwards. The joy, the absolute... Um, the 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 feeling around of of you know you could hug anybody and there'd be no problem at all. And Were you at Tromso away? F uh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I've I've got a poster of it because um, mm. the guy I sit with David Wilkinson, he was there. But no, I was bemused by the idiocy of that uh, of that game, just going yeah. ahead in the first place. No, it would have been one to have gone to, but no, yeah. I didn't yeah. go to that one. Never I'm mind. Thinking. All right, but final final. Was, go on, sorry, go on, mate. Go no, on, no, say. No, no, final was chance, isn't it? I was going to say it's chance. You want a few chance? No, no. Well, yeah, song. Favorite Chelsea song. Yes. Or no. chant. Um, uh, yeah, chant song and chant. Yes, I've got. Um, um, uh, la, 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 la. Ooh, 
Na, 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 na. Ooh, mm. It's my best bit in any song whatsoever, regardless of where I will sing that I'm not sure I've ever got the words right, but I always Until you, you take her, my Chelsea, Chelsea away. Well, I know that bit, exactly. You are my Chelsea, my favourite Chelsea. My only Chelsea. Only Chelsea. You make me happy when skies are grey. You'll never know. No, is it never notice? Never know, dear. How much I I, I, I've always thought it was notice. Notice. I think in the song it's no dear anyway. Yeah. But that's because oh, I'm needy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How much I love you too. You take her much else away. La, 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 la. Is that your favourite one though? Uh, yeah, no, well, I've always liked singing. There are two others. I always like singing. We all hate Leeds and Leeds and we all hate Leeds and Leeds and Leeds and Leeds and Leeds and Leeds. We all fucking hate Leeds and Leeds. I've always liked that one. And yeah. also my particular favourite, which is slightly obscure, but always used to make me laugh immensely, was um, uh, in squeaky... Everybody sang in squeaky voices. It's something that nobody... Because it was about Alan Ball. Alan Ball spelled like that. So he everybody did. sang it. Everybody <laughs> sang it. This is something I... I'm very good remember. Do remember this? Everybody used to sing... Alan, Alan, Alan Ball, Alan Ball, Alan Ball. Oh, Alan, 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 Alan Ball, Alan, Alan Ball. Wang, 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 <laughs> uh, I can't follow that, mate. That's a fantastic way to end this. Jonathan, you are a ledge as always. Uh, thank you so much for sharing, uh, really, your Chelsea, to be fair. Yeah, thank you, Shidge. I could, uh, if I dredge up a few more games. I have this thing, we were talking about the Four Members Cup the other day, weren't we? And the, the second you started talking about it, I started remembering it. But yeah. uh, if you'd said to me, you know, tell me about the Four Members Cup, I'd have gone, oh, well, I know we won 5 4. And I remember they scored three goals very quickly and I hated the game as a consequence but you told me about the goals and I watched them on uh, on YouTube and uh, thought oh bloody oh yeah I remember that oh yeah I remember that as well yeah, I remember Speedy yeah. Speedy being it's that you need to be nudged with these things yeah you know? I know and I know so, well there you go yeah. great stuff great stuff you and I will reconvene uh, on a Monday coming to your screens shortly looking forward to it Chidge. fantastic thank you thank you for allowing me to do this it's been really really fun thank you It's the 90th minute. All your mates are round. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.